Merry Christmas. It's not right unless you're listening to the Jackson 5. Welcome to Millennial Love. <laughs> because I saw you do that and it was <laughs> I was I was really nervous about doing that because I feel like I slightly sound like a man. Oh my god. <laughs> no, you don't, Paul. <laughs> but it is Christmas week. Yeah. It's very exciting. Yes. Glad that we're like almost at 52 because Listen, it's been rough. It has been a struggle, and we're missing our main man. Yes, Justin, sweet Justin. is out getting the coin, so we miss you, Jay. Merry Christmas, and uh, he'll be back next week for sure. Mm-hmm. But we have a surprise at the end of the episode with him on there, so you still get to hear his voice, Shotty. Yep. So, how was your week? You know, I don't even know. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Like, I can't think what's been going on. It's the holiday time. Like, I've just been, like, super, super busy. Yeah. I think I've been working a lot. So, it's just been, like, everything's running together. But I know it's been cool. I'm still alive, so. You are not dead. (laughs) So, that is is a plus. Right. Girl, I'm with you. I literally, I was just telling somebody, like, leaving the office. I was like, I just got to get through the next week and a half and I'm good. But like my weeks have all been running together. Mm-hmm. I went to Miami this past weekend though and my boo was there. Aww. So we had a little rendezvous day and then I went to the Museum of Ice Cream, mm-hmm. which I got to show y'all the pics because they are. <sighs> I seen you put up one pic. You gave a little Girl, tease. I was, was like, so really? She going to come back and tease everybody like that? Girl, the pics, like literally everything was picturesque. Mm-hmm. And then I wore the out- my outfit First of all, I didn't know it was going to go that well with the, de- the decor. Like, everything was pink. Okay. So, it was like everything just matched with what I had on. It was just perfect. I'm going to have to It was. The one picture you dropped, it was really, really pretty. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Speaking so. of pictures, I know you're still talking about your week. Let's see how y'all be hijacking my week. <laughs> y'all hijack my <laughs> week every week to you. <laughs> what? Our pictures were pretty fun. Oh, yeah. I just yeah. I just want to throw that out there that because in. we gave the people for like three weeks. Or how long have we been talking about this photo shoot? Oh, yeah. It has been about three weeks. Yeah. yeah. And we finally dropped the pictures. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was lit. You know what I'm saying? Um, our photographer, shout out to Tut. Yes. You know, he really came through for real, like. Somebody, first of all, this fool was in some old Spider-Man type uh, pose, <laughs> pose trying to get while these. He was getting the shots. He was suspended on like <laughs> on like a pole. I was like, boy, how are you standing up? Like, what right. are you doing? He was really working to get the shots, he which really is was. nice. Um, yeah. And then I kind of figured, like, I don't know where I went on that photo shoot, but all of the pictures looked really, really good. Baby, Michelle <laughs> was giving video big sin. <laughs> Freaking! It was the bodysuit. The face, the the face that you were giving in every photo, bro. I was like, who is that? (laughs) 
Meanwhile, Justin over there being weird like his normal like self. Always. Looking off into the horizon when we're supposed to be looking at the camera. The <laughs> that horizon. Fool, that fool looking off in the horizon in 98% of the photos. Every time. I'm so sick of him. But the fact that he was looking <laughs> off into the horizon. Like, like Justin, look at the camera. <laughs> every time. But it was but to give him credit though. The whole photo shoot idea with the fur and yeah. like, you know, the decor and all that was him. So, yeah, shout out creative to juices were flowing. So, yeah, shout for, out to him. Yeah, for the creative, uh, what, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. You're the wordsmith. So, I don't the know. The creative direction. <laughs> that was there not even go. that big of a word. There anyway. Um, but yeah, so my week has been good. I'm just trying to get through this week so I could, I'm going to Atlanta to visit Ben's family for Christmas. So I'm just looking forward to that. And I'm doing something surprise for my best friend. She's turning 30 on the 20th. And so, um, I'm doing something for her. I can't say it cause it's a surprise. Yeah. And yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And my parents are coming in town for a uh, new year's. So we oh, might okay. be able to have my mom on the episode. Yes, yeah, we need to have yeah, her back because yeah. people have been asking where I she know, at. Yeah. Generation expert. Yeah, and she, <laughs> she created a whole Instagram page and ain't used nothing. Really? Yeah, <laughs> had me create that crap. Anyway, she'll be back. Well, tell her to bring your pie. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> tweeted me today. I don't want your little nasty pie. Because that is exactly what you were doing, cutting up about that, that pie. That is exactly what I was doing. We've we've kissed and made up. That's good. Since then. I'm glad to I hear I just that. got off the phone with her, actually. But she get on my nerves <laughs> real bad. Don't do it like that. <laughs> anyway, um, although Justin is not here, we have a very special guest tonight joining us, Miss Carrington Nakwasa. Hello. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yes, Carrington is the oldest daughter of Kirk Franklin, if y'all didn't know. Hey, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daddy. Um, she is the owner of Liz Kennedy Brand Management, which is a boutique branding and marketing firm based out of Dallas. We actually are about to holler at you because we hey, do. yeah, come through. We, you're assistant. <laughs> we really do. Yeah, let's talk. We got a little budget or whatever. <laughs> I got you. We got that I many coins, but we gonna, we gonna slide through. Um, and her husband, Max, and her attend Shoreline City Church in Dallas. They also recently celebrated their first, their one-year yes. anniversary. Yay. One year. Very um, nice. It's crazy. Was it quick? Like, did it just... I mean, it flew by. Like, Really? Yeah. And they say, like, the first year is the hardest, but like, we ain't we seen that yet. So I'm hoping it'll continue on that path. Right. Come on. Yeah. Come on, happy wife, happy life. Yes. yes. That's what I'm very talking well. about. That is awesome. I'm uh, very excited to have you on the show because Kirk you. Franklin is one of my favorite gospel artists. Oh, he's one of mine too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. Uh-uh, she don't like it. <laughs> nope. But um, that is kind of what we want to talk about to start the show. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite gospel song? Wow. Mm. You want to go first? It's kind of you kind of in the spotlight, so you don't have to go first. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like you kind of have to say your dad anyway, so you might as well get that out the way. <laughs> Just say that and then add your next Yeah, person. especially if he's you know, he going to be listening to this. I got to, you know. <laughs> but I'll let, I'll let Carl go first. All right. Well, we kind of already talked about this. So I'm going to just, Kirk, I, I'm feeling you. I'm going to just, I'm going to throw that out there. I'm not, <laughs> not a fan. Okay. I am a fan. But I'm going to have to go with Fred Hammond. Anything Fred puts out from No Weapon. Mm. Yeah. 
formed against you shall <laughs> so the new christmas album that ain't that don't sound nothing like christmas but honey i be singing them songs like it ain't nothing no weapon is my jam mm-hmm. though that's but a good one that's i gotta tell one. y'all a story though when i was little when he says no weapon formed against me mm-hmm. i used to think he said nuggets may <laughs> Like, why is he talking about nuggets? Girl, he was hungry. <laughs> baby, I didn't know what that baby was talking about. And then at the time, I didn't know he was a big guy. So I was like, why is he talking about nuggets? <laughs> then when I seen him, I was like, that's why he's talking about nuggets. I love you, Uncle Fred. <laughs> no, I love you. I really do. Let me tell you something, Fred. I have seen you live. You blew my socks off, like, for real. I'm talking about every, like, the old school, like, I'm trying to think. Now I can't think of no darn songs. Um, y'all gonna have to come back to me so I can give you a playlist. <laughs> but no, Fred, yeah, I'm to my old school Fred, like back back when he had his um his choir with him. Mm-hmm. Everything I that love Fred, but I also love Stomp by Kirk. That Stomp gets me crunk. <laughs> but that takes it like way way back. It like does. <laughs> people still be talking about Stomp. Like he's had like six albums since then. Oh, I know. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, maybe he's more. Like, I might be old. tripping. It probably is about 10. It's, I feel it's like probably has, more than that. Like, yeah. He has all the albums. But, you know, ironically, I don't really listen to gospel music. Shut really. up. <laughs> and people look at me crazy when I say that. But yeah. it's like, you know, I've been to, I mean, countless Kirk Franklin concerts. I've been, you know, and he, you know, tours and... And you probably met everybody too. Yeah, like, yeah. Yolanda like Ellis. I call everybody uncle and auntie. Like right. yeah. Auntie Yolanda sang at our wedding. Like Donnie McClurkin sang at our wedding. See, you know, it's just like <laughs> first of all, let's just stop. First of all, let's talk about there. Donnie McClurkin and Yolanda Adams Bay, singing at the wedding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just got chills. Like what? And you know, I've known them since I was itty bitty. So right. you know, I listen probably more to. The contemporary Christian music, like the Hillsong United, love. Yeah. Who else? Who else? Sarah Reeves. I mean, probably people y'all never even heard of. I don't know Sarah. Probably not. Yeah, I still listen <laughs> to '90s gospel music. Oh, really? Yes. What? I can't get out of it. Wait, wait. Okay, so like who? It's... So it's obviously gonna be Kirk. Yeah. Um, don't take your joy away. It's probably like my favorite song. Wow, you taking it way, way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like way with <laughs> the family, know. like with well, the yeah, family. yeah. Like yeah. I'm five years old, way back. Correct. I don't that even is know crazy. that song. Yeah, um, Dottie Peoples. He's an on time god. Like I'm wow. still listening. Yeah, like Gay Arbuckle. <laughs> let's just start like, at that's Dottie. Who I'm gonna let me Dottie. Let's just, let's just stop at Dottie just real quick because if your name is Dottie in 2017 <laughs> and you are not over 65. I know I can't a daddy. I went to college with a daddy. And I'm not taking her seriously. Uh-huh. I can't. I can't. And that's her real name. I daddy. can't, daddy. And she's younger than me. So, like, she's wow. like 27. I wow. Why her mama did that? Okay. Why they do that? <laughs> her, when she was born, she was 82. There's no, like, there's no in between. That baby was immediately 82. <laughs> Out the womb. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> We love you, Daddy. I don't yeah. even know you, girl. So that's what I listen to. So yeah, the people that you named, I really don't know them. Wow, that's crazy. But I also don't listen to like new school gospel either. 
Yeah, I can't say that I do either. I mean, like, I don't even know their names. So, y'all don't know Travis Green? Okay, I know that. Okay. Name. Yeah. I'm about to say, so yeah, yeah, I'm just going to try. Yeah, that I know Travis, Travis Green. Green. Let me tell you. I know the Walls group, but I don't Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, the Walls. Them. I mean, yeah. that's that's my daddy's artist. So, oh, yeah. okay. okay. <laughs> of course, the Walls. Shout out to the I Walls. Didn't know that. Yeah. No, they're dope. They're dope. I like them. Uh, what's your girl name? Tasha Cobbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've listened before, but. The chain song, break a break and change. Was it called break every change? Listen. Is that the name of the song? Yeah, I think. I think. Is that her? <laughs> break a chain. Yeah, is it break every chain? Okay, it okay, is. it is. That <laughs> is the jam. So is the lady from the Medea, um, Tamala Man. Tamala Man. Yes, well, she also started with Kirk. So she also, did. That's, yeah, Auntie Tam. Did okay. she sing? You know? Now behold the lamb. That yes. was her. Oh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. Was that crazy Christmas album? I don't know. Uh, what album was it? It had on? to be. Right? No, 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 no. It wasn't a Christmas album. Christmas album. But my favorite like holiday gospel song is Jesus is the reason for the season. I mean, that's still that's still jams. Nah. Yeah. For the season. Yeah. I feel like that's like the 30th <laughs> time we have done that. Probably <laughs> since November. Like we literally do it every episode. Like, this the season. Right it is. Now. And it like is. you gotta hit the bounce with that one. You like, do. Just... You gotta bounce. <laughs> but his, I mean, his music is like it's timeless. Honestly, I appreciate um, that. I let him know. He, yeah, I mean, it we really is. Know. Like you can still listen to some yeah. of the music today, and it's, it's relevant, still relevant. Which is why he's like very relevant right now mm-hmm. in gospel music. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Oh yeah, he yeah. I mean, I'm looking at what Kirk Franklin Essentials. <laughs> and, uh, and, and he uh, probably has a, a song from this year and 1992. Yeah, like really, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like wanna be happy. Imagine me. Imagine me. Something. That's one Imagine of my favorites. Me. Yeah. Stomp. He reigns. Something about the next. Something yeah. about the name. Jesus. Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go old when you do that. Something. <laughs> For real, bro. He got all the lean on me. Yeah. Take me to. Well, he don't. He don't take me to the. Kids. He wrote that though. Did he? Yeah. See. Yeah. See. Anything <laughs> right with a choir, though. Oh my god. That's for me. Anything with a choir. Oh. Like, see, I'm opposite. I don't. I don't even like choirs. For real. Like not like the traditional choir sound. You know. See, listen, I feel you like on praise that. team, I'm with it. You know, no. like <laughs> it'd be three people up there singing on the three mic. and four. Like, yeah, yeah, of course. Listen, I like the praise team, but sometimes I'd be feeling like they competing. Like <laughs> right now, is this about you and your voice? Or, or the Lord. Because <laughs> I'm a little confused. I feel like you hitting a little too many runs. Let's bring it on down. Oh, they gonna run their life away. Now that's what they gonna do. I don't care where you at. And be looking at each other too. <laughs> exactly. It's like, baby. Okay. But I love me a good old choir. And that's why, that's probably why we I church hop sometimes, which mm-hmm. we're going to get into that. But mm-hmm. um, what's Concord? Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Oak Cliff also, they have a really nice choir. So I like mm-hmm. to hear them because they're actually going to sing. Yeah. And for so, sure. For sure. Yeah. Getting into that, I mm-hmm. was raised Baptist, so that's probably why the choir is so big for yeah. me. Um, that makes sense. Our it episode tonight is going to be about the Lord. The Lord. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk him. about and discuss religion and you know our journey through religion as millennials, what it looks like, things that we've gone through, and kind of just discuss um, where we are right now mm-hmm. in our walk. 
So the first question is, what was church like for you growing up? Either one. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, and I and you can if you want to go first, you just start talking for real. <laughs> I don't You're mind. Okay. I just I, I you know to give you a little book. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so I was raised Church of Christ, Ooh. which is <laughs> <laughs> well, she just judged me. <laughs> she said oh, no judgment, no judgment. <laughs> yeah, I was raised Church of Christ. Very, very strict. If anybody knows anything about Church of Christ, we do not have any instruments. Mm. We. Um, only have male preachers and, uh, our Sunday school teachers could be female, but any sort of leadership role in the church only was only men. So what about the ushers? Everybody's men. <laughs> For real? Everybody's a man. <laughs> what about the ushers? The ushers? I love them female ushers that be having them white gloves on. I love them white gloves. <laughs> I don't know what they for, but I love them white gloves. Sorry. I don't know what they for either. <laughs> Me either. Like, like, what is that? I got them gloves on. I'm about to ask my daddy. <laughs> Seriously. He old school. <laughs> but no, they were all men. Um, they were super strict with, like, everything was acapella. Um, there, we had one song leader. We had a very strict order of services. Um, it was just extremely strict. I was in church every time the doors were open. From Sunday school to Sunday night service mm. to Tuesday night service to Wednesday night service to That's gospel meetings. <laughs> Child, I'm trying to tell you. From gospel meetings, which are every weeknight, like it'll be like a special. It'll be like we're gonna have a tent <laughs> service. I never even heard of that. Every oh yeah. I mean, we were always in church. church that sounds overwhelming for a child it was a and then it's like you're forced to go so i'm like i'm tired like i don't want to go to church i love jesus don't get me wrong right. but i'm sick of it yeah <laughs> and we couldn't like wear certain things so it's not i don't think it's as strict as like kojic mm. but it we definitely like my grandmother was very strict with like we couldn't wear pants certain times or like sundays we had to wear dresses or skirts um yeah, it was just super strict. So it was, uh, yeah, that's the only word I could use is strict. And your granddaddy drove the church bus. Oh, right. Wow. I forgot about that. So <laughs> not only were we at church every time the doors were open, but we were the first people <laughs> to get there every time. So we sitting in the pews and, and nobody there. And the last one to leave. Go. Wow. Gosh. I'm talking about y'all. I... I'm churched out. That's I mean, a lot. I'm churched out. That is a lot. It's a lot. I, I can imagine that um, it's a lot. just going in the church is like, it's a lot. really, we doing this again? It's again. a lot. Every week. Like I be needing, I be needing moments where I just be like, and, and we'll talk about this too, but like I love, my personal relationship with God has superseded my affiliation with the congregation mm. because of that. Like I literally spent... 85% of my life inside of a church. <laughs> oh, God. And it's to the point where it's like all my friends were at church. You know, I had like aunt, aunts, you know, mm -hmm. play aunts in church. Like people was buying me like clothes in church. Like everything was in church. Like, girl, what you doing? In church. At church. Like, there was no, for real. It was crazy. No breaks. It was crazy. And the, and the hardest part about the Church of Christ, and I think a lot of, now that I've, I'm an adult and I've like had conversations with other people that have had these same issues. I have a friend right now, Ariel, that comments mm -hmm. all the time. She's Church of Christ too. <clears throat> we have some of the same issues where it's, and we'll kind of get to this too, but just to kind of allude to it, like 
is so strict and it's all about what you can't do, but they mm-hmm. never taught us what, like how to be like a good person. Cause for me being a Christian, one of the prerequisites is being a good person. Mm-hmm. And they didn't teach us that they taught us. You're not supposed to have sex before you get married. You're not supposed to do blah, blah, blah. You're not supposed to drink. You're not supposed to curse. You're not supposed to do this. And so it was all about the knots and not mm-hmm. about this is what God and Jesus can do for you. If you build your personal relationship with Christ. So it took me growing up, leaving the church and coming back. Mm. to realize okay this is what church is really about Mm -hmm. and so anyway it was just church of christ and no not bashing you know not bashing church of christ folks my (laughs) family is your experience yeah my family is still church of christ but it's i mean it was it was rough that's crazy yeah i mean for me growing up like church was not an option you know (laughs) like i mean it wasn't forced down my throat or anything but it was understood that we going to church on Sunday. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care what you did Saturday night, you tired, whatever. We're going to church on Sunday morning. But, you know, it was never, like I said, forced down my throat or like an obligation for mm-hmm. me. So, but it was, I mean, it became part of my routine, mm-hmm. you know, as, you know, when I was younger, but it didn't really become important to me till I got older, right. you know, and kind of, you know, established my own, you know, relationship with God. And I think, you know, y'all probably know too, like, just the experiences that you've had, you know, develop you in your relationship too. Right. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, church was not dreaded, but it was always like, okay, I know I got to go, so I'm going to go. Right. You know? So, did y'all have to do, like, Sunday school and, like, Wednesday night Bible study? Was it like, you're having, having to go to all of the church events? Not all the church events, not like Carl, you know that <laughs> everybody didn't have my struggle. Not no, not that type of struggle. We went, you know, Sunday morning, but we were not there all day. Mm-hmm. Um, we were there probably till about you know one o'clock. You know, decent time to get out of church. We always went to eat all that. Um, Wednesday night service was it was more optional, um, okay. and sometimes my mama didn't feel like going, so she'd be like, well, "We ain't gonna go tonight." Yeah, you know, like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't like, okay, we go on Sunday, we go on Wednesday, we're going to go Friday night, you know, Bible study, and it wasn't all that for me. And what practice of Christianity, like what? Oh, we're non-denominational. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I had gone to a Baptist church before. Mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling that. Um, <laughs> it's a lot. They it, it's a lot. You know, the running. <laughs> it's probably why I'm loud now. I saw a lady... <laughs> Run and bust her hip on a pew one time. Oh Lord! <laughs> and then she just fell out. And then they what? came with the handkerchiefs. And I was just like, you know what? I don't think I want to come was back. That Baptist or was that Pentecostal? Because that sounded a little Pentecostal. You know what? I don't know. Okay. I, I, I thought it was Baptist, but I could be wrong. It could be. It could possibly be. I don't know. It was just the you know hooping and hollering, and it scared me as a kid. Like I didn't want to. I didn't want to go back to that church. So. Mm-hmm. We looked into more options, found some more, you know, non-denominational churches. I think that kind of, you know, develops who you are too. Like what experiences you have there, you know, Carl with your with the Church of Christ. Stuff. Yeah, geez. you know that that might have turned me off mm-hmm. off the church like altogether. Had I, you know, been through that strict, you know, routine every week. That, mm-hmm. yeah, girl. You went know. through. <laughs> we gonna talk about it. That would have turned me off too. But I mean. I grew up Baptist, um, and then my dad, my parents are divorced, so he was non-denominational, and, mm-hmm. but my 
life consisted of church still. Like, because my dad was a minister or mm. is a minister. And so even on the weekends when I would be at his house and I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I don't have to go to choir rehearsal or usher practice because I was an usher <laughs> with the white gloves. Wait, wait, you wait. Had the you white gloves? I had the white gloves and I don't know why. And so that's a question I need to ask somebody. Wait, you practice for gloves? ushering? Hmm? You practice to usher? Yes. Really? Girl, yes. My Saturday mornings as a child had to do with church. Like uh-huh. on Saturday mornings, we would go to usher practice first and then choir rehearsal after Girl, usher I had practice. no idea. And I did the church announcements, so I would like have to say the announcements after choir rehearsal to make sure that I could say it correctly oh when God. it was youth day. Oh, like, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I was heavily involved in church, but it was so fun. Like for me, my mom was in the choir. My dad was a minister. Um, my best friend's mom was the choir director, and then my best friend was in the choir with me. So like we just had a lot of fun. Like that's how I developed my first, I guess, friends mm-hmm. outside of school because- we were always going to be together. So mm. why not become friends? And we're still friends to this day. Like a lot of people that we went to church with, um, shout out to Bible Way Community Baptist Church. Bible <laughs> Way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where I grew up, um, you know, at church. And it was just, it was always fun. Like we did the plays. Um, the only thing that I guess for me is like on the weekends going to see my dad with him being a minister, I kind of felt like pressure to kind of be like, perfect mm-hmm. in everybody else's eyes mm-hmm. like um I couldn't get in trouble at school or if I did like they couldn't know about it or yeah. things like that or you know mm-hmm. I just felt like I always had to walk like in a certain way and then like my dad would minister at different churches so like I would be at Pentecostal churches and like bruh it's Sunday <laughs> and we're still here I gotta go to school tomorrow you still gotta take me back to my mama house like we already went to church earlier today mm-hmm. like when are we leaving <laughs> I know that struggle. It was, I mean, it was tough. And then like revival. So like, if he had a revival, he would come get me <laughs> during the week to go to the revival with him. And it was like at the time he was married. Um, and that wife, she's deceased now. But when they would be together, it was like a whole thing for them. And it was mm-hmm. like, y'all, y'all, y'all could have left me and my mom. Right, <laughs> you had to come get me today. What are you bringing me? <laughs> I'm but hungry. Like, you know, that was kind of like my experience. It was fun when I was at the church that, um, you know, I was a member of, obviously, living with my mom. And then when my dad, it was nice. It was just a lot. Like, I felt like mm. I was always in church. And, like, mm. people, when you're a minister's child, like, people, like, really look at you. Mm. Oh, I know all about it. Oh, I know. You know. <laughs> yeah. And so it would just kind of be weird to me because sometimes, like, you know, you're like, why are these people talking to me? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know these people. Right. And they're, like, right. really, really excited because he's a minister, you right. know? And it's yeah. like, I didn't really understand that as a child. And so kind of like have, have like y'all have said, as I got older is when I really understood what my walk with Christ meant right. versus, like, just going to church. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was my experience as far as, you know growing up and um, I was gonna I was gonna say really quick just to like piggyback off of myself um, <laughs> <laughs> um and and to kind of like talk about something that you said it was it was okay for you and it was tolerable because it was fun mm-hmm. it wasn't mm-hmm. fun for me church mm-hmm. just wasn't fun it was dry we didn't have no music well y'all didn't have no drums and no piano we and didn't right. have, and it wasn't even like and for a long time like 
it, even into my adult life, I did not like music at church because I, it was not what I was used to. It, mm. To me, it was distracting. It was loud. I was kind of like, I don't really like that. Like it to me, and that's why I don't really like choirs because mm. it's so loud, you know. Mm. And so I prefer the praise team kind of vibe because it is like a. I mean, you at a concert basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's how I feel. And so I'm like, right. okay, I, and you know, I love concerts. Concert. <laughs> so I mean, I love a concert, girl. Me I go too. by myself. <laughs> And so that's so that sort of vibe. But church was not; it was not fun for me. the 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 minister had a very monotone voice, you know. And I don't know what you're talking about at seven, right? No, I don't. I don't know. And you don't necessarily care. (laughs) I don't freaking know. You know what I'm saying? And like literally, trying to get back to looking low. Yeah, I'm trying to take this nap. (laughs) And like, you know what I'm saying? It's just. Yeah, so it just wasn't fun for me. And it, it's it's hard to say that now. Like, it seems blasphemous to say, like, I didn't like church. But I, I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't, that's the truth. I didn't like it. I didn't. So that kind of leads into the next question. What, if anything, has deterred you from actually, like, being in the church? Um, and did it affect your relationship with Christ? Well, since I was already talking, I'll talk again. But you could talk. You could talk first next time. Um, <laughs> I am selfish. I'm sorry. No. Um, yeah. So part of the reason why part of the reason why church, I, it, I was deterred from church. One was because it was like literally I was there twenty four seven. So it just got to the point where it was like, okay, like <laughs> I gotta do something else. Like yeah. there has to be more to life. And then I think another huge part of it for me was <clears throat> I would be watching adults and their actions and just mm-hmm. like, just on some like everyday type thing. And it seemed to me like the stuff that they were doing was not reflecting what I had to listen to them talk about mm-hmm. every day of the week when I was there. So I'm a kid, yeah, that's you know, real. and I'm, and I'm watching and I'm, I, I've been smart. I've just always been smart and I'm very observant. Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching these folks and I'm like, okay, now you're saying that the Bible says you're not supposed to talk about people. You're not supposed to gossip. But I just heard you say, sister, <laughs> so-and-so dressed too short. Somebody breath stank. You're trying to worry about who kid this is. Like, it, uh-huh. And so it was, it was a very hypocritical thing. And so um, I just, I, I saw so much and I was just like, but y'all, like, you're telling me one thing. I'm getting in trouble because mm-hmm. I like boys. I mean, I'm a, I'm a girl. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm, a, I'm an adolescent. I'm going through puberty. Of course, I'm going to have questions about mm-hmm. sex or maybe I'm not, I don't want to have sex, but I, I do have questions about my right. body and like what's going on with it and all of that. And your response is, don't have sex or you're going to get pregnant. That's not, mm-hmm. but, but meanwhile, pastor blah, 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 or preacher such and such or sister such and such daughter done got pregnant. Everybody trying to act Hello. like ain't nothing ever happened. And I'm like, something <laughs> right and I just yeah. really like it, it didn't pass the smell test for me for a long time <laughs> and you know I and I've talked about my family on on previous episodes and you know not to get too too much into it but I would watch my family do some stuff or say some stuff or mm-hmm. act in ways and I'm just like that ain't I don't think that that's what God intended yeah um and and I always went back to like I want to be a good person and I don't think that Jesus intended for Christians to be bad people. 
Like if you follow all these rules, but you can still be a terrible person and go to heaven. I don't think that that's right. right. And so right. like as a kid, I deciphered that. And it just really, I was like, Jesus, like, I love you. But as soon as I get out of this house, I'm going to have to chill on <laughs> church. church. Yeah. Because these people, and I mean, not only did it deter me, but like my mom had me very young too. <clears throat> and so she came into our family religious, but not going to church a lot. They, they, my mom traveled a bunch of, my granddad was in the military. So, I mean, she was like living in Greece and all of that. So they weren't really going to church, but she always loved God and Jesus. So when she came into our family, they were trying to force it down her throat, just like they forced it down ours. And she was smart enough, you know, at 18, 19 to be like, hold on now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, if y'all are teaching blah, blah, blah. And she was vocal and they hated that hated it you know how we called out like yeah you know <laughs> and so once and I was watching all of that as mm -hmm. a kid and so it really um it, I hate that it deterred me from from church altogether because it definitely disconnected me from my walk with Christ personally especially through college definitely in law school like when I was in law school I went to church maybe like I was there for three years. I probably went to church five times. Mm -hmm. And every time I went to church, it was right before finals. And I was like, ooh, let me just- Come on, Jesus. Let me just get some Jesus. <laughs> Come through. <laughs> let me just get some Jesus, which is terrible. You know, it's terrible. Um, and I just really felt disconnected. And I felt the difference. Like, I literally mm -hmm. felt the difference. Um, but it was, I was, I was such, I was rebelling against- the wrong thing Your experience yeah and i was instead of trying to focus on my personal relationship i was i was um battling against the church and putting god and church in the same and mm. it's not it's, it's yeah. for me it's 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 disconnected some churches have god in them but not every church does right mm -hmm. and so you definitely Absolutely. have to find you know that that happy marriage when you find a church where you feel like Jesus is there but mm -hmm. i didn't feel that way and so i for a long time had to chill on church mm -hmm. and and focus on becoming a good person <clears throat> outside of religion and then focus on how can i now further my purpose as a christian with like by being a good person mm -hmm. so like furthering what my mission and purpose is in christ after i figured out okay how do i be a good like a good stand-up trustworthy person which is what i was not seeing in the church growing up Got so that's it. why i was mm -hmm. like i'm good on y'all okay yeah and see my experience was kind of opposite of yours mm -hmm. like you said you found friends at church that was kind of opposite for me. So the one thing that I could say maybe deterred me a little bit when I was growing up was actually the other kids okay. at church because them knowing, you know, who my my dad was, what he did, right? you know, they would either, because um, for some people that's still like a shock mm -hmm. or that's some, you know, for some people it's really cool. For others on the flip side, it's like they hating on me for it. Mm. So Child. being... Young, you know, kids either really don't know no better or they have no home training mm -hmm. to where they're asking me questions like, you know, oh, well, how big is y'all's house? And mm -hmm. uh, what kind of car your daddy drive? And oh, well, which, you know, and then some kids are like, oh, well, she thinks she all that and this yep. and that. So for me, I kind of did like, you know, you, Carl, like kind of associated those feelings I had because I felt very, you know, isolated and kind of yeah. singled out when I'm supposed to be at church learning about the Lord. Like right. I'm being 
you know, probed and kind of like I have like a magnifying glass on me, you know, with all these questions, all these expectations. And so I felt like there was very, very little room for error or mistake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like um, a lot of times because, you know, who my dad was and what he did, I was just constantly going to be picked on. And I kind of associated that feeling with church at the time just because, you know, being that young too, you don't know how to sort out those feelings. You Mm -hmm. don't know, you know, but looking back on it, I'm like, wow, like I really do um, come, I have an understanding now of people who do put those, put God and church um, in the same category and never go back. Yeah. Because you can, you can have one bad experience and feel traumatized or feel, you know, isolated and singled out like I did to where... It's like, okay, I don't want that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, I mean, that was my experience and that's kind of what deterred me. But most like you too, going into college, um, I had to, I guess, go through a process of even valuing church anymore Mm -hmm. Um, because my four years, I went to Baylor. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's a Christian school, but- You know, and, you know, some of our professors prayed before exams, prayed, you know, before class started. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was really That's nice. Surprising. You know, It's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some, not all. But, <laughs> yeah. Mercer's a Christian school, too, So, uh-huh. I, but nobody ever did that. So I think that yeah. that's great. I mean, really supportive, you know, and we were, I mean, we were made to go to chapel. We didn't have a choice. But mm-hmm. I'm saying it's a Christian university, but still on the church side of things, I was... I really wasn't feeling the options that were available to me, you know, surrounding the campus. So mm-hmm. literally for four years, I found myself kind of church hopping, not really satisfied with, you know, what was, you know, offered. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if if I was going to church, it was, you know, either church hopping or like somewhere online where I found, you know, a pastor that I was following on, you know, social media or something I liked, if I was honestly going to church at all. Right. Yeah. And so... It even became another transition for me moving back home because I stayed at my parents for my graduate um, degree, and I had to to remind myself to get into community um, because all those years that I went without really finding a good church home, you know, and putting myself in community, I was like, "Do I really need it?" Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, coming into adulthood, and so, and I had to go back to the church that I grew up in. So going back there as an adult, you know, all the people know you, you know, since I was six years old, we went to this church. So it was, and it was OCBF. So it was a time for me that I had to really rediscover what church meant for me and Mm -hmm. what role it served in my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then also how I can be contributing to others' experience of church. So that's where I'm at with it. That's a really good point that you said how you can help other people's experience with church. Yeah. I mean, because you can sit and complain about, you know, your experience, but it's another thing to me to make an impact where you are and, you know, serve others as well. Right. So, I mean, my husband and I have, you know, recently gotten more plugged in at our church and he's on a parking lot ministry, shout out. Come uh, on. <laughs> Come and, on, man. And I work with the, the graphic design team. So, you know, getting prepared for like different events that we have and everything. So, but doing that has kind of given me more purpose for going to church right. and finding right. that community because we do connect groups as well. So that's something that, you know, we've enjoyed. We don't get to go to every, every um, connect group meeting, but it's just something that has, 
I guess, enhance my experience with church. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I um I guess I just had a completely different experience only because, you know, um, when I went to college, um, my dad kind of connected me with someone in the Prairie View area. So I found mm-hmm. a church in college that I could go to. Um, and it was fine, but it was when I moved to Atlanta mm-hmm. is really when it was different for me because I had to find a church home for myself. Mm. So what I found myself doing was um, I would talk to my friends, um, people that I either worked with or I knew from back home that lives in Atlanta, like, what church do you go to? And I would visit. And like I said, I grew up in a small Baptist church in Irving. And so even the church I went to at PV, it was small. And all of the churches in Atlanta were like what you, I guess, would consider a mega church. Yeah, they're right? all mega. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so the one thing that would like irritate me is I'm I'm never on time. Okay, let's just I mean, <laughs> let's just start there. <laughs> let's start, let's start there. And people used to say stuff like, I mean, you need to be on time to church. You're on time to work. Well, I'm not. I don't go to work on time. So <laughs> that's why I work from home. Like, I don't do anything on time. So I would get to the church. I cannot find a parking spot. That would frustrate me. Like, why are so many people here? <laughs> why do people want to hear about Jesus? <laughs> but clearly they're there to hear the word. And obviously that was just like a transition for me in life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But And so Satan had something to do with that in my mindset. But I'm just being honest. I would just go and I'd be like... I didn't have to do this when I go to my church. Like I could just get there at whatever time and I have a parking spot. So that was like something that irritated me. And then the major thing were the ushers. What? In mega churches, <laughs> the ushers have been really aggressive. <laughs> Uh, uh-uh. You got to sit over here. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> they do hit you with the uh uh-uh. they, uh-uh. they do. Sit up at the front. No, I don't want to sit there. I'm going to stop right here. <laughs> and this is where I'm going to sit. And it, went, it really started to deter me because you don't know what night I had before. And so you really True. don't know what it took for me to get up and come to this mm-hmm. church. And then I get here and it's like this attitude, mm-hmm. like, chill. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that is so stupid because it's right. It's so true. It, and then like the other part is like mega churches, it's hard for you. Like you're saying now, y'all are getting connected. Mm-hmm. It's not that easy to get connected. In. And That's so true. all of that being, you know, 22 years old, 23, trying to find a church home of my own for the first mm-hmm. time in my life. I was just like, what? You know, mm-hmm. like I, I got to fight the traffic, getting here and leaving. I got to fight the ushers because I want to sit in the <laughs> middle. I don't want to sit in the front. Um, And then it's like, I don't know anybody at church. Every yeah. week I come, I don't really mm-hmm. connect with anybody. You know, all they have is the praise team. And I'm used to, you know, somebody singing some type of Grace by Ricky Dillard or something. <laughs> and oh, I just... I wasn't connecting. Like, yeah. And it, it was that hard adulthood, you know, where you're really trying to figure out things for your own yourself mm-hmm. and on your own. And um, that's what really deterred me. And it did affect my relationship with Christ because I was finding myself making excuses for the reason mm-hmm. why I was not going to church. Mm-hmm. And the more the reason that church is in place is so that you have that fellowship yes. with other people. Yeah. Right. And that started to like keep me from on an everyday basis putting God 
first in my life. Mm. And so that that really affected me. And I had to, you know, experience things as an adult to really start to come back into Christ and understand that he is where my help comes from. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I, I kind of started living on my own, basically. Like, I was just kind of like you were saying, Carl, mm-hmm. like, when you would go pray for <laughs> your test, it was like, <laughs> okay, God, I need you right, right, right now. I just had this yeah. you and I need you right, right, right now. And that's kind of like what the relationship turned into. But mm-hmm. it was because of my experience with mega churches. And I put the quotations on mega because they, mm-hmm. they weren't all like super big, but yeah, they had that. Um, big enough. Yeah. 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 So, um, but that just leads us into how important your relationship with Christ is now that you're out of that and, you know, living every day as an adult, as a millennial, all the temptations we have, how important is it for you to have Christ in your life? Okay. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, my faith is something that is very, very important to me. Um, I think as an adult, I find joy there, peace there, strength, um, and also just accountability. I don't think that, you know, had it not been for my relationship with Christ at times, I would make terrible decisions. Um, I would make a lot of decisions based on my emotion and how I feel at the time versus wisdom and really seeking, you know, godly counsel. Um and, you know, it's something my parents have instilled in me, but developing my own relationship over time is just like, it's just been dope. Like just seeing, you know, the the fruits of your labor to where you actually seek God's face um, on certain situations mm-hmm. and just certain seasons in your life to where you know that you couldn't make it through, like without yeah. something bigger than yourself, like Absolutely. coming in and, you know, intervening in your life. And so for me, I mean, that's just, that's just been what it is. My experience of Jesus and getting to know him better and getting closer to where I can actually hear him because he doesn't yell, he whispers. Mm-hmm. And like getting closer to him and just like, I don't know, fulfilling my purpose in life, is it's only been through him and just beckoning me and, and calling me and me responding this time, you know? So it's just been dope. It's, it's been a dope journey. And especially when you have somebody like my husband who has come alongside me too in my journey, you mm-hmm. know, that joint, you know, relationship for God has like been amazing. Mm-hmm. That's been something that I can't even really truly explain. Like, you know, I've never been married before. So, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> but to have a partner with you um, on that journey, I mean, that means the world to me. Mm-hmm. Just someone in your corner always, I mean, outside of Jesus, of course, like, and outside your, you know, your parents, your family, just someone that comes in and, joins their ride with you. I mean, because it's not easy. Like, by any means, like, and I wish the church would tell us a little bit more about that when coming into it. Like, the the road, the walk is not easy. Mm -hmm. Um, If anybody says, like, Christians are weak and this and that, like, we probably most, the strongest people I know just because of how much we have to be selfless or um, when, when making decisions and then, you know, fighting temptations. Like, you have to be pretty strong to do that. And you have to have the presence of Christ in your life to do that. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's that's been extremely important in my life. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, for me, it's the same. Um, my dad, as a child, taught me 
you know, to have a personal relationship with Christ. And mm-hmm. I always thought I did. It wasn't until I had no one else that I really realized how powerful God is. Mm. Um, and in different experiences in my life, you know, I could call on my dad or I could call my mom. Yeah, they would pray for me, but they did not have the power to bring me out of whatever mm-hmm. situation I was going through. So it really... Um, showed me one who God was, but it also showed me that if you keep him first, he walks before you. Mm. And so all those things that you're going to face, you face them with his filter. You know what I'm saying? Like he's filtering your eyes, he's filtering your mouth, and he's going to help you through those things. And so for me now, um, even in just the last year, the things that I've gone through, it's like I've not looked to friends to help me. I don't look to my parents to give me um, all of the advice. Of course, I look to them for their wisdom, but I I look to God mm-hmm. to answer things for me and show me and give me discernment about certain things, certain people. And um, like you're saying, your husband, like it's really important for me now that I'm dating to make sure that, you know, when I get to that step, because I'm not there yet. Um, <laughs> when I get to that step, God really does have a man for me that's going to lead Mm-hmm. our family yeah. because it's important for me to make sure that I'm not just with somebody that's playing church. Right. Um, right. And I, I, I long for that and I, I'm going to be, you know, elated when that day comes. But right now it's all about me becoming whole and the way I'm becoming whole is by walking with Christ and mm-hmm. making sure that he's first in everything that I do. And just mm-hmm. to lighten it a little bit, the crazy thing is like when you put God first, like you have so much favor. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> smallest things. Mm-hmm. Like I can be in traffic and it's like I'm frustrated because I'm in traffic and I'm trying to get to the store and I'm like, God, just clear the path so I can get there. And then when I get there, it's like a parking spot in the front. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like because you didn't get frustrated and like go the other route in which you could have, mm-hmm. you ask God to help you, you know, small things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is really what I mean. It's comical, but for me, that's it's <laughs> no, it's like real. He shows no, it me is real. Everything <laughs> that you know has something to do with yeah. my life. So yeah. it is real. I mean, I can attest to what both of you guys are saying, and I think it is to to go into having a partnership. I think my I don't know if you've listened to other episodes, but mm-hmm. my boyfriend and I, his name's Ben. Shout out to Ben. He's home, hey, y'all. He is home. <laughs> What's up, Ben? Um, so. But that is super important to me. Whenever like I think about, I thought about the man I want to marry, I thought about somebody being of God. Because mm-hmm. that, to me, having a partner that's able to be your accountability partner, mm-hmm. that's able to counsel you when you don't, you know, you don't know who else to turn to. And I know that like, you know, praying and all of that, but it's so great to have somebody that is equally yoked and equally planted in yes. God so that you can yes. go to him and be like, babe, I don't know what God is telling me right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm really trying to listen, but I don't know. And he can be like, well, let's pray together or let's talk about it or let's you know journal about it or whatever exactly. and like that to have somebody like that that is a blessing so definitely, I, definitely. I pray that you find somebody like that Michelle because I know you will but it is it is truly a um uh, an out-of-body experience I don't even think it's something like actually a few weeks ago Ben hit me up randomly and was like hey babe um Let's start reading the New Testament just like together, you yes, know, just babe. like, yes. you know, two chapters a week. And I was like, or two, cha- two chapters a day. I was like, 
Okay. I love you. <laughs> yeah. I love you with your fine self. Um, you better leave. You better yes. leave. You better leave me spiritually. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, I think that's very important. But I think with my personal relationship with God, it is vital because I I have felt being away from him. I have felt mm. what it feels like to be disconnected. And it does seem like everything is so much harder. Mm. Every decision is so much harder. Every time you fall, you fall that much harder because you did not like seek him first. You did not ask him if this is what you were supposed to be doing. Yeah. And if you would have, he would have been like, nah, nah, don't do it. Chill <laughs> on it and wait. Mm-hmm. And, and I have realized, I think in the last, probably six months to a year, I have really had just a rough season just with my job, Mm. with my relationship, with a lot of things with my family. I've been broke. I'm just, it's just been (laughs) rough. Mm -hmm. And I mean, y'all can, you know, Justin and Michelle know, like I have been many a nights, like almost in tears trying to figure out, like, I hated my job. I hated what I was doing. Mm. I would freaking, it would make make me physically sick to go to, to go to work. Mm. Um, I was going to therapy every week and it just wasn't, I felt like it wasn't working and I didn't know what I was doing wrong. And I was really like, really deeply like, praying and just asking God what was next for me please just reveal to me what my next move is and I just mm-hmm. wouldn't hear anything mm-hmm. and I was depressed I was I was I had anxiety I just really I didn't know what to do I was like I just really don't know and literally as soon as like I was going to therapy and my therapist made a point and I do think that God works through other people even if they're not per se Christians like even if they're oh, not yeah, in the church sure. I think he for, for sure. sure works through people because she just told me one day she was like why don't you just like Figure out a way to just be happy at your job. Just Mm. figure out a way to be content. Like, even if it's every day you have to tell yourself, I I checked off three things off my to-do list today. Find a way to be okay with where you're at, Mm. which is perfectly aligned with what God says. Like, be like, be anxious for nothing. Like, you just got to chill. Like, Mm -hmm. he's going to get you through it, but you got to be okay with where you at. And y'all, I promise to God, I was like, all right. I'm going to chill. I'm going to just be where I'm at. And it was it was crazy because it was so quick. Like, I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm going to chill where I'm at. I'm going to just, just ride it out. And, like, probably the next week I got an interview at another job. Wow. Mm. Got the job. Used that as leverage at my current job to get to a different section. And mm. now I love my job. Right. Like, I'm talking about love my job. <laughs> and I am... Very busy, like to the point where I mean, I couldn't even like today, like mm-hmm. I was almost late because my boss wanted to have a meeting with me at six o'clock. I'm like, okay, <laughs> really? like, come on, <laughs> like, I see what you're doing. We had all day, <laughs> right? Like, all day. You came in my office at three to my let's meet, and now you want to meet at six, okay, mm, right? But I'm not even tripping on it. I ha- when I tell you, like, the last I had to leave the photo shoot, we were supposed to go to brunch together to celebrate our win of the award show. I couldn't mm-hmm. even go because I had to go to work on a Sunday and I was cool like I would I mean I was mad at the time but like I (laughs) but I did the work like it was cool because I love my job Mm -hmm. and literally it happened overnight and now the next thing I'm praying is Lord I need some more money so I'm trying to see you know I'm saying (laughs) when he's gonna you know put me in that season but it, it the I think the moral of my story is that like 
my personal relationship is so vital because I have literally just been going through so many things. The thing that I need to work on with my personal relationship is making sure that I still praise him when things are good. Mm. Because I get mm-hmm. to the point where when when so things are bad, child, word. like I'd be like on my knees laid out. praying, girl, laid <laughs> out, crying at church and all, snotting and all. Like, wait, give that baby a tissue. I'm talking about, I'd be <laughs> gone. <laughs> What's that lady name? You just made me think of that lady that always, every time she cry. Uh, from How to Get Away with Murder. What's her name? Wait, um, Viola Davis? Yes, every time she oh, cries, Annalise not knows. And I'll be yeah. like, Get her tissue. Can, y'all can cut, cut the scene Mm-mm. and let her wipe, wipe that up. <laughs> that stuff gotta run out. And that's, y'all, I be snotting in church. Like when I'm going through it, yes. And then as soon as I be like, oh, I'm good. I like, I'd be like, all right, right, you you good. And then I just try to, I mean, and then I just kind of forget and I have to, I really, that is like my focus for, for the end of the rest of this year. And for 2018 is to really praise him continuously, no Mm -hmm. matter if I'm in a good season or a bad season, continue to focus on that relationship because that's that's the true test yeah mm-hmm. you know i mean the true test of a relationship is how you get through the bad times but the true test of your walk with christ is how you praise him through the good because we're gonna mm-hmm. forget him we're gonna be like oh right. i got my new car i'm good i right. got my new job i'm straight like right. all right god once our prayers are answered yeah it's like, oh, okay. right yeah and so that is my main focus and i have not been doing my best i can be completely transparent and ben has really Help me to get back on that path, but I haven't done my best, and I need to make sure that that is my focus. Mm. So, with that, do you feel like anything affects it, like pop culture or this millennial culture that we have? Is you know the old <laughs> folks like to say us millennials? They love throwing that. They word love around. ragging on us. <laughs> y'all always, y'all ain't y'all lazy. Y'all don't do nothing and blah blah. Yeah. Um. Somewhat, but not really. I think that my, I think that we're more indulgent just generally. I think that we just love experiences. And so Mm -hmm. I do sometimes be like, I'll forego church for something that's going to fulfill brunch. Yeah, brunch or uh-huh. a trip or, you know, or like my boyfriend coming in town, we go chill at the house. Like I will a lot of times put, God or put God on the back burner to experience some things mm-hmm. or I'll be like I'm a tithe next time because right now I'm gonna need to buy these shoes Guilty. or whatever <laughs> you know I mean it's it's because we're so indulgent and it's in and, and we will spend our last for an experience which for some you know to some extent is a good thing because our parents and the generation before us like and the generation before them, they didn't do that. You know, they were savers and they're like, I need to do X, Y, Z. And we're like, I'm good on that. I, how mm-hmm. many tri- How many countries have you seen? Or what, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Right. That's a weird. Right. Are that, you accustomed to custom? Correct. It's just too much. <laughs> Are you accustomed to custom? It's just too much. So, yeah, I, I do think that um, that in that way, I think I, it definitely millennial culture has permeated my religious walk because I have put indulgence hedonism before Mm. god like things that make me feel good because church don't always make me feel good and it's not supposed to 
you know, sometimes church Eventually. you go to church and it, like you get beat up. Yeah, you know, they be, he be calling talking, you out. He be looking, and I be like, "Was you in like? Was you in here? <laughs> like you really be feeling like they be talking to you? Like mm-hmm. I know you didn't see me, but seriously. And so church doesn't always feel good. And so as millennials, we seek feel good experiences. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you put those before God. Yeah, I mean, I think as millennials too, we want to know that we're contributing, um, and know that we have an influence where we are. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to be um, just one of many. Like, we want to definitely Correct. be, exactly, like, we just want to be, not noticed, but for lack of better words, like, we want people to be like, okay, there you are, not here I am. Yes, absolutely. And that is such a good point. I just feel like, you know, a lot of churches don't take the time to really sit down with us and invest in us and get to know us. Because if they did, I feel like they would probably find that we're not that complex and not that selfish. Right. I mean, some of us do fulfill that stigma. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But if they took the time to get to know us, invest their time in us, be transparent with us, mm-hmm. um, I, I think they would find that we're not that different than the generations before us, that we're not that entitled, that we're a lot of us want God for ourselves, but we don't feel the welcome, like, at the church house, we don't, and that's the place right. that we should feel the most safe. Um, be them doggone ushers. I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> them, <laughs> them ushers, Stand on me. them ushers. But no, my Y'all dad, my, me and my dad were having a conversation the other day, um, because he posted something, something to the effect of like the church people only show. The law, they don't show their scars. I, I was going to talk about that when we got to that yeah. point. I, yeah. And that like really resonated with me because I was like, you know, that's true. Like people in the church will really like throw the Bible at you and you could be drowning. And like in that instance, you need them to cast their net to save you. They don't, mm-hmm. you don't need to cast the Bible. How is that going to help me? Right. Right. Like while I do need your prayer, while I do need the scripture, I also need help getting a getting to a solution for right. this issue. Or I, I need I need you to tell me your story to help me get through this chapter of mine. Right. right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That's right. that's just where I wish the church would get to mm-hmm. to bridge that disconnect that you talked about between them and millennials. Like that's that's my only hope for right now. Right. I I mean. I guess this millennial culture, you know, for lack of better words, because I don't know, are, do we really have our own culture? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I guess we are millennial love. So anyway, um, <laughs> I, I guess, you know, for me, it's just like the convenience of Bedside Baptist is probably mm. some things oh, that yeah. kind of like keep me, you know, like I can just be connected through my phone or through my yeah. you know computer or whatever like that. And um, I am a member of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, and I do not live close to that area. I live about 40 minutes away from there. Oh, so Jesus. on Sundays, I just be like, okay, so I got to wake up early. Dumb early. Right. And then it's yeah. like, but I could actually stream somebody else's service because Dr. Evans does not stream his service. So right. I could stream somebody else's <laughs> service. Oh, he paid it for that. <laughs> right. He paid for that. He know too. Girl, Pastor um, Evans got too many books out, too many CDs. Correct. He like, listen, y'all gonna pay for this. Okay. <laughs> I don't blame him. It's, okay. it's also a business on the other side. I feel it. it. I feel so it. it's just like, I think for me, that's kind of the only thing that's affected my view is just that it's convenient in other ways for me. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you know, I don't really have to be there because if I still want to get the word, I can get it in another area. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But as far as pop culture affecting the way I view the church, sometimes I almost feel like I need to be defensive because I think that um, in the state of America right now, people are very... um, judgmental of Christians and Mm -hmm. you know I asked y'all this question the other day like why Cara and Justin why are they so bash you know like why do they bash Christians so much Mm -hmm. and um sometimes I feel like I need to be defensive because every religion to me is gonna have somebody that fall short of whatever their practice is. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it seems like when it's Christians, like, they really will throw stones at us, and it's like, you know, we're not all like that. Like, when I do go to church, even though I say the ushers, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they kind of irritate me, but I can find someone in the church that will help me through things. And mm-hmm. there are people still in the church that want to, like you were saying, like, not throw the Bible at you, but cast the net. Like, they want to help you. There are people like that. And sometimes I just feel like it's pop culture. Like, they're just, like, always down Christians because of Mm -hmm. what our our views and our morals are. Um, And certain things are viewed as wrong in, in, in our practice of religion. Then they want to, like say that that's all we do. Like, all mm-hmm. we do is talk about what's wrong. And that's not all we do. Like, I think <clears throat> your dad did an interview, The Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah. When one of his last albums was coming out and he was saying, like, we have to, as Christians, start to welcome people even more now so that they will feel like they can come into the church and then we can teach them more about God and more about right. the practice instead of, like, just... And so it's almost like I want people to know that that's not the only thing we do. We don't just Mm -hmm. talk about what you should not do. We do Mm -hmm. help people. And, you know, like in the church that I'm a member of, like they have ministries for children. Like we go out into the community and really help. And it's like those things aren't so um, in the forefront of the pop culture. Like they Mm want to talk about very negative things. And so sometimes I feel defensive because of that. And it's like, you know, my God is amazing and I want people to know that. And I don't want you to feel like you're going to come to church and feel like you don't belong because that's not the case. Exactly. So sometimes that, you know, is just my viewpoint. But Mm -hmm. I think too, really quick, um, I think another thing is with the defensive thing is is also that it's, it's almost like Christians can't make mistakes. And if right. they do, it's like, oh my God, he's a Christian. See, he said, right. oh yeah, See? that's what y'all be doing. <laughs> and that's what, and it's just like, okay, like it's it, it is it's it's one of those things where there's there's the scrutiny is just increased just a little bit more, and mm-hmm. and and as it should be, right? Because to some extent, it's about accountability and making sure that you know, like when you do something wrong, you should be quote unquote punished for that, but. You know, also on the other hand, it's like, when is that, when is forgiveness like take over? Or when does like, when do you, as somebody who's casting the stone, say, well, I kind of did that last week. Right. Let me chill. You know, like there's no in between. It's either, you know, I hate all Christians because they do this or, you know, there's no, you know, middle ground. And so I think Mm -hmm. that that's, that's a hard thing to, um, just being a Christian and being in the forefront and, and having to, especially being a celebrity, I mean, any mistake you make, 
Yeah. Anything. It's like they are pouncing, you mm-hmm. know. They're looking for it. They're looking for yeah. it. Yeah. They yeah. are they are watching you they to are watching find and it. waiting. Yeah. And that's I mean, I'm sure that that has its own, you know, issues as mm-hmm. especially being, you know, the child of a celebrity yeah. and then also him being a celebrity with children and oh, being yeah. married. I mean, it's just a lot, oh, you the know. The stuff I see on his social media, the comments, I mean, people are really people are rude, people are very cruel. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I it's bad. <laughs> I couldn't even do I mean, and I, you know, I'm sure that you've developed a pretty thick skin yeah. over the years, as you probably had to, but but I don't care who you are. It still stings, I'm mm-hmm. sure, a little bit for somebody to say, like, you know, all of these negative things, you yeah, know? And so, sure. yeah, it's a struggle. Yeah, so, I mean, as millennials, another thing that we kind of do is, um, or we say, I guess, is, like, I'm not religious i'm spiritual how do y'all feel about that like yeah, what, what do y'all feel like the what is that is? what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that i can i'll go first because i do i felt for a long time that i was spiritual over religious and let me tell you what that kind of means mm-hmm. i think it means different things for different people first of all mm-hmm. because i don't really subscribe to the whole chakras and um what are those things? The stones? You laughing because yeah, you said chakra. <laughs> um, like, like, uh, Tyron, what are they called? Uh, Reiki? You talking about? No, no, no. The st- what are the stones called? Like, they're called something. I never heard of it. So I don't, like I don't rocks. Know. Like, they, they hold rocks and they apparently have energy. energy. And like, they're called something. And I'm going to think about it in a minute. My sister would kill me. My sister's really into it. Um but Google it for you. Yeah, you look up rocks with <laughs> energy rocks, um, and it's probably gonna come up too. Um, but yeah, so like I'm not on that extreme, like you know, looking at astrology and like that type of spirituality. Mm-hmm. I'm not on that extreme, but I do sometimes divorce God and the church. And so for me, religion means the church, which doesn't necessarily have anything to do with God or Jesus. Mm. And so when I say I'm spiritual, that means that I have a personal relationship with God that's outside of a religious structure. And so for a long time, when I was, especially in the beginning stages of me rebelling against the church, I knew I needed and longed for something that was missing. Um, But it wasn't, I didn't necessarily want to be a part of a church because of the, the, the bad experiences I had had. So Mm -hmm. that's what I think I would say, I don't want to say most, but a lot of millennials that are from backgrounds such as mine or from backgrounds where church, it just wasn't, it's not as important to them anymore, or they've had a bad experience or whatever. They still subscribe to the Bible and Jesus, but they don't want to be a part of a structured religious practice. And I think that's, where spirituality is. Unfortunately, it's kind of given a bad rap because church has been such a huge part, especially as a black person, mm-hmm. church is a huge part of our culture generally. And so when you say, I don't go to church, I'm just spiritual, people are like, huh? Like, I'm that like, don't what? even make sense. No, that's me. I'm like, wait, right. what? Right. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> because it's, because, you know, it's just such a huge part of who we are as a people. Yeah. Um, it's how we coped with everything was going to mm-hmm. church. And so, um, and I think that I can just speak 
you know, from my own personal experience, I think I needed that stint of, and I'm still kind of in it because I, I go to one community church, but I don't go as often as I probably should. I don't, um, you know, I'm not plugged in to the church as I, as I could be or should be. I could be for sure using my gifts and talents mm-hmm. to further, um, you know, other people's walk with Christ. Um, and so for personal reasons, I, I do enjoy the freedom of having my relationship with God not be dictated by what someone else in a church feels like it should be. Mm-hmm. And I think that when church gets to the point where they allow people to build and foster a relationship with God on their own, in their own time and in their own way, then that's when I would be way more comfortable. And maybe I just haven't found that church because I'm sure Mm -hmm. that there are plenty. And one community is a very welcoming church in that regard. Um, Until that happens, it's, it's difficult for me to completely surrender myself to religious practices because sometimes to me I'm like y'all playing like this ain't Mm. like you're not really worried about souls getting into heaven you trying to figure out why you know Dottie and her cousin ain't got the gloves on not Dottie Dottie you know I'm just (laughs) (laughs) that name popped in my head (laughs) but you know what I'm saying like you're not worried about whether you're helping people, you're trying to figure out how much I'm going to give today, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I think that to some extent when people say, you know, I'm spiritual spiritual versus religious, that's what they're talking about. It's the subscription to a religious practice that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your walk with Christ. Okay, well... I think I can accept that. I originally saw it as just millennials making excuses. I think we are able to do that on a lot of different levels. But your explanation does really bring it all together. It does sound like it is more so about, you know, having that solid personal connection with Christ and making sure that that is being nurtured versus actually just going to church and the routine of all the things that comes with that. So thanks for that explanation. This has been an amazing episode. Um, This conversation has really been very nice. Carrington, we thank you so much for joining us. Um, We've been honored to have you. I think you've dropped some jewels in this conversation and I look forward to our listeners just being able to understand that as millennials, yes, we do have struggles when it comes to our walk with Christ. However, um, our purpose here tonight was to make sure that they know that it is important to have that relationship. It is important to nurture your, um, relationship with Christ and your relationship with the church so that you have those people that you can go to for, like Carrington said, wise counsel. You can have those people that you can go to when you are down and they can lift you up. So that is the purpose. Thank you so much for listening. Please hashtag ML3 as you tweet. Follow us on all social networks. And again, Merry Christmas to you and your families. Please listen for the Millennial Moment next. Okay, y'all, this week on the Millennial Moment, we have a listener letter from our homie Osceola. 
<laughs> that name is so dead. That name is hilarious. <laughs> Who came up with Osceola this week? I did. Was it you? Dead. Okay. So Osceola said, hey, Millennial Love Crew. What's up, y'all? I really enjoy listening every week. Some of y'all episodes be dumb long, but I still... <laughs> I still enjoy listening. I have a little bit of a situation. I've been dating this girl for about six months. I'm Christian. She's Muslim. Now, don't get me wrong. She real fine, and she knows what to do in the bedroom, if you know what I mean. So he's Christian, or she's... Wait, how is it? I see all this Christian. Dottie is Muslim. Muslim. And Dottie is the dude? No, Lottie, we like to party. Osceola is a dude. That's what I said. That's a female name. Dottie is a female. No, Osceola is a dude name. Oh, I ain't I never heard that. of dude. Mm-mm. Okay. So, um, and she knows what to do in the bedroom, if you know what I mean. But li- lately, I've been wanting to really get serious with her or with a woman in general because I'm getting a little bit older. I'm in my late 20s, and I just don't understand her religion, nor do I necessarily really want to learn. However, I really like her. I really like the time we spend together, but I don't necessarily know if I can convert and or convert her. What should I do? Should I try to convert her? Should she convert? And if not, do I need to just hit her with the deuces? Hit her with the flex. Hit her with the flex. Okay. See, that's what's wrong with young All people. All right. That's what you. That, All right. This is what's wrong with young people. <laughs> he already hitting that, and it's like, oh, now I want to get serious, and now you're worried about her religion. Now I want to talk about the it's Lord. It's backwards. You're supposed y'all to talk about her religion. Y'all better stop acting like y'all ain't hitting him. <laughs> you're supposed to talk about the religion first, and then hit it, fully. <laughs> Either go, way you. it goes, you're going to hit it, but <laughs> right. let's get that straight from Hey, I know we just met, but I really need to know what we're going to do about this religion thing. Right. I mean, um, that's not that. I mean, honestly, that is one of the first questions for me. I don't know about anybody else that has been in, you know, introduction stage, but I always ask about religion and church and faith and all of that. So. I do too. I asked about, yeah, I asked whether or not you love Jesus and if you're a Christian very early on. I don't ask that. No? No. I mean, because it may not even be that deep. So so you one of the ones that's going to hit it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> main one talking, talking trash. Folks, and you going to hit it first. Main one talking but trash. But I also don't have a problem with religion and dating. So Okay, so what do you mean you don't have a problem with religion? Well, I'm not going to say I don't have a problem with religion and dating. However... Um, that's not like a an extreme key when dating someone. It's not a deal breaker for you? It's an extreme key when getting into a relationship with someone, but not dating. But that but they're on the verge on of the cusp, yeah. Yeah, they're on uh, the I didn't want to say cusp, no, okay. but I, I haven't you. said cusp in a minute. So a minute. they're yeah. on the cusp. It's the end of the year. Just bring it back. Yeah, real quick. let me let me They're on the cusp of being in a relationship. Yeah, well that's what it seems like. Oh, I see all the say he wanna get Osceola like, said he's been dating her for six months. He's trying to get serious. That, to me, means they just been playing around until this point. Oh, well, I mean. Well, in her eyes, y'all already serious. You just don't know that. Mm, that is. I mean, six months of messing around and chilling. I mean, that's that's it. Nah, but all, in all seriousness, um, I think you should really have a conversation with her. Talk about it. Um, maybe you can read. Muslim for dummies, maybe I don't know. Is that? <laughs> I mean, is that rude? Oh I mean, God. like just a quick tutorial to see what the religion is like. 
I'll, so, for instance, okay, so I will probably read on it first to see if this is something that I can actually consider or because it may be a deal breaker depending on like what that religion is. So you think Asiola should convert to, to to Islam? No, I think that he should he should gain as much knowledge about the religion that he can before having that serious conversation with her in terms of like convert converting. So okay. or allow her to inform him with you know it can be a learning lesson for the both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't feel like it's a deal breaker. Cause See, they already, I do. They already, I mean, they're already having sex. That don't mean which, nothing. Well, it means a, it, it, it may it may mean a lot. I don't know. No, I'm saying it doesn't mean anything in the grand, like in dating now. It's just gonna be a real awkward conversation where it's like, hey, you know, we've been like intimate, and it's like, you know what, you're a Muslim. I can't really mess with you like that, you know. And I think I just think that because of those poor decisions, he has to approach it in a different way, where it's a little bit more. Not open as in I'm about to convert to your religion, but more so like, hey, let me see what all of this is about because I am a, you know, I stand strong by my, my, my faith, faith. Christian faith. Um, But who knows? I'm going to have to disagree with you on that, Justin. It's okay. I I just feel like, (laughs) it's okay. I, I, I just feel like, you know, not that I'm condoning having uh premarital uh mindless sex but let's just be honest about the culture that we're in i mean most millennials are out here having sex on you know we're not waiting for years and years to have sex with people not not usually so i don't know if introducing sex into the relationship early is a deal breaker as it relates to discussing religion in, in 6 months I think that that's just kind of not, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I think that that's what people are doing. So it doesn't necessarily mean that after six months I'm having sex with you and I'm like, oh, I think you're really like a good person. Let me now talk about whether or not I want to be serious with you. So um, just because everyone is doing it doesn't mean like it's the, all I'm saying is because of that, he has to approach this topic a little different. Because it's like you've you've been to that intimate place. So, and this is also an intimate thing. So, I just think that he has to approach it in a different way. So, um, I'm going to not even comment on, like, them having sex. Because if that's what they did, that's what they did. Um, it's by God's grace. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can sin, and by grace, you are forgiven. So, anyways, um, in the question of conversion... I don't really, hey, I don't really see that that is um, a possible thing in relationships. Conversion, you mean? Yeah. I mean, it may be. However, I don't know very many people that are converting from Christianity to Islam or from Jehovah's Witness to... Buddhism like I don't know that many people that are just out here like this is the religion that I prescribe to and I am going to change because I'm in love so whether or not he thinks he should convert or she should convert 
I feel like the question should be you going back to your faith and praying about whether or not this is the person you're supposed to have in your life. And what he mentioned is like, oh, I'm 20, whatever, and I'm getting to the place where I need to start thinking about settling down. So because you found somebody that looks good and, you know, y'all smash, now you want them to be whatever religion you're in? It, that is not even a good reason to convert. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, it's just like, I don't really feel like that's a conversation that y'all need to have because it doesn't really seem like you have a real basis to convert. Like, you're just saying it because you think you should be slowing down right now. That doesn't mean that this is really, you've not mentioned any other qualities about this woman that says, this is supposed to be your wife and that either you are now supposed to be Muslim or she's supposed to be Christian. I don't really see it. So that's not a good enough reason for somebody to sit me down and be like, listen, I got this Quran. I want you to take a look at <laughs> what? <laughs> so that's how they're going to say it. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's not a good enough reason for me. So I'm going to have to disagree with you on the front of people aren't converting for love because I, I've seen people do it. I mean, not just celebrities, but people do it. Not I don't think I've seen anybody like none of my friends have done it, but I have seen people convert for people for love. I mean, okay. I think that that's one of the major components of why people do convert. Well, it probably wasn't for what they do. <laughs> yeah, and no, I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily, and I don't want to, Osceola, I don't think the only reason why, <laughs> I don't think the only reason why you want to you wanna settle down with her is because of the sex. I think that your email was very poorly worded, and I think that, <laughs> you know, you did not, you did not include some of the factors that make you think that she's the one that you want to be serious with. But at the end of the day, I, I I don't think it's a bad thing to have a conversation with her about it. Um, you know, I think that conversion is such a strong uh, concept right now because you're not even what I'm hearing is that you're not even in a relationship with her. So conversion don't even need to be on your mind yet because y'all ain't even there yet. In my did opinion, did he say anything about converting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he did. did. Oh, he did. Oh wow. So I feel like you know. <laughs> Once you get to that point and a threshold in your relationship, maybe that's a discussion. But then on the flip side, maybe that is one of those like beginner decisions you need to have so that if she's like, I will never convert and I don't ever want to be with somebody that's a Christian, then maybe y'all just need to call it quits now or determine that y'all, y'all just going to be F buddies. I think they all, they all, they both of them are open to converting because they're having sex with, you know, they're not. That a does not know. mean I know that, it doesn't, Justin. But y'all both said like, those are the questions that I asked in the beginning. I don't feel like neither of them are deep into their religion, but I feel that both of them need to go back to church. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, we all go through whatever steps it is that we go through in our relationships. I just don't feel like they're at the step of, let's have this conversation about you letting go of the religion that you've known for however long and deciding to now start the praise, the guy that I praise, pray to the guy that I pray to and read the book that I read, you know, like study, maybe if you want to introduce it to them, study. Okay. Like I'm studying the 
chakras. <laughs> the chakras, girl. The chakras. But to just decide at this point, after six months of doing whatever you're doing, that it's time for her to go to you, go with you to Reverend So and So house. Go with God to dinner. <laughs> go with God, go with God. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I kept thinking. Go with God, Crispy. <laughs> that is funny. Somebody's gonna get that joke. Um, yeah, I just don't think it's the time. But for any of our listeners, if you want to chime in, let us know your experiences uh, when it comes to dating and religion, um, or the lack thereof the, for the person that you're dating. Hashtag mo three on Twitter. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.